And there came a day, a day unlike... Wait, no, that's been done. Hmm. Who knows what evil lurks and... No, that is that other thing. What has yellow skin and rights? Ah, forget it. You're listening to Panelology. Excelsi, oh, damn it. Welcome to episode 79 of Panelology. I'm Alex. I'm Jenna. And I'm Brian. Hey, hey, the gang's all here. Gang's all back. Holy shit. Are we really at 79 already? Yes. Yeah. Oh my god. Uh-huh. What happened? <laughs> Ten weeks passed since we did 69. <laughs> Shut up. Shut up. Not, not cool, man. Because you were saying so you thinking, it was just a couple of months ago we hit 69. Yeah, no, I was thinking it was like last week. Didn't, didn't uh, we just hit that last week? No. We didn't record last week. <laughs> That's true. We haven't recorded well, an episode uh, Clearly we weeks. did because we put one out. So that was <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> no, we're just goddamn professionals. That's right. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> so how did you guys enjoy your travels and travails? Hopefully more the former than the latter. Yeah, good. A lot of fun. A lot of fun, yeah. except that <clears throat> I did drop my phone in a toilet. Um, before you even left. before I left the house. <laughs> oh, that oh before, nice. <laughs> yeah, nice. that was super awesome. I had to use a tablet as a phone. Um, <laughs> it doesn't it doesn't have like a, a speaker where you can put it to your ear and talk to people. No, you have to have all your conversations in public. And for me, I don't like talking in front of people at all. Yeah, I hate talking on the phone in front of people. That was awful. That would kind of suck. Have you thought about setting up podcasting equipment for when you need to take a phone call? <laughs> I did, um, like, dug in my backpack and I had to find a pair of headphones because, like, I can't do this. Yeah. I can't do this. <laughs> it was awful. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I get that. I, I hate talking on speaker in front of people. Yeah. No, but I, I did. I did go to San Francisco for the week, which was incredibly smoky. And holy, holy shit, I went to Muir Woods, and damn, I posted it on Facebook. Do you know the size of the porn stash you can find in Muir Woods? <laughs> now, when you say porn stash... Do you, do you mean like... Do you mean no, like I don't know. No, I mean a stash mean... of porn, not, not, okay. a, not, yeah, no. not a... Not that good, good mustache. <laughs> no. Okay. No, not the, not the guy on Orange is the New Black first okay. season. No, yeah. <laughs> He's so gross, his porn stash. <laughs> But when you make him Mad Sweeney. Damn. <laughs> Damn, Mad Sweeney. Um, did, did, I know you didn't find comics at the beach. Did you, did you go find any comics? <laughs> I, I did. I did find a comic at the beach. Um, it, was a, it was my own. I wow. had lost oh, well, it. <laughs> nice. Nice. No, I went to uh, Two Cats Comics out in San Francisco, which was uh, it was it was pretty cool. They're small shops. I've been to a couple of different shops out there. Both times I went to a different play. It's very odd, and I don't know if it's like a space issue or what, I but bet like it is. they don't have a lot of n- the new issues. Like like they they had one or two of each of the of the new issues of each of them. Yeah, I like. I'm guessing if you're out there, you're a subscription person, and Probably. you know they order for that and like have your pull list or whatever, and like that's how you get your books yeah. because yeah, they don't carry a lot in store. I was like, oh, okay, well, yeah. I got I got what I could and filled in when I got back. So. Cool. 
But it was fun. It was cool. How was the rice aroni? It's the San Francisco treat. Cool. Yeah, but how was it? It was a treat. Oh, okay. <laughs> and and Tahiti is a magical place. There you go. <laughs> it's not. It's not. Listeners, that's not where I went. <laughs> as far as she knows. Oh. Oh. <laughs> I will say that there. I would just say George Island. That place is gorgeous and amazing. You can mm. pretty much well more like Saint Gorge, am I right? Oh, are you right? No. Hmm. Um, but there's nothing. There is nothing there. And that was fabulous. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a great place to chumbawamba, huh? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I did get a new scar. I brought home the ultimate oh souvenir. Oh my god. <laughs> Did you step on a pop top? No, no, no. Okay, hold on. <laughs> this is a lot funnier to me, maybe because it happened to me. But Vika and I, my friend Vika, mm-hmm. and I have uh, these chairs that you you blow up by like waving them in the wind. <laughs> Mine okay. is called a couch pouch, but they end up looking. <laughs> oh, that just, that right. name just inspires well, all kinds of thoughts. They, I'm sorry. They end up looking like big swollen labia <laughs> that you then lay in um but i will say they are super comfy um so we had the idea of oh let's blow up our vagina chairs and then put them in the surf now we had this thought while we were we were very drunk <laughs> we were, we so, were so, very drunk so the couch bounce becomes a cooch pooch <laughs> it becomes a cooch pooch um <laughs> So we hooked our chairs together and put them in the surf and laid on them. Um, when you put your when when you lay parallel to the shore in one of these, uh, do you know what happens? I do. It's like not. having a canoe parallel to the shore. <laughs> so a big wave came and hit us, knocked us over, yes. and the two drunk girls floundered in the surf. <laughs> For about 30 minutes. <laughs> oh my god, you do. <laughs> and I ended up uh, getting a shell stuck in my leg. Yeah, it was great. Wow. <laughs> it was. It, oh, it hurt the next day. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure thought Mika would be drunk, though. No, right? <laughs> yeah, Come on. Right. She never drinks. No. <laughs> uh, excellent. I am very sorry I missed that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's where all the the Brian come to the beach text came from. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, something told me you might have been inebriated when I got those messages. <laughs> yes. Quit your job. Come to the beach. <laughs> uh, indeed, indeed. <laughs> yep, gotta live that beach life. So yeah. good time. Good time off is uh, <laughs> was had by all. How yes. shall we say? Yeah. Well, had by some. Okay, fine. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Had by some. Hey, Had by some. Brian's is better. What? You got? Who did you get to see? Oh, I did get to see. I did get to see a talk by Neil deGrasse Tyson, and that was fucking amazing. So jealous. God, that guy is—he's brilliant and entertaining and humorous and just wonderful. Yes, nice. yes, he is one of my That's heroes awesome. now. That's super awesome. Such jealous. Neil deGrasse Tyson being a character who showed up in Superman number no. nine in the new film. Oh, actually, yeah, true, he did. True. No, you're right. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> I was like, what is he talking about? Oh, no, actually, yes, he's right. That's correct. <laughs> he showed up well before a certain Kryptonian general, which meant that in the new 52, 
They did kneel before Zod. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> they did kneel before Zod, yes. He's he's he made that on the, I on have the show, the show before, before I know. Uh, I remember that. Okay. Comics? Yeah. yeah, yeah, we should probably do that. Yeah, we gotta get on the road. We got other oh, podcasts shit, yeah. to catch. Okay. Okay, so first book. Everybody ready? Yep. Yeah. Vampirella number seven. Vampirella. Okay, so what's odd about this, right? None of us have read Vampirella, and yet we're starting with number seven. Why is that, guys? Okay, before we get there, have has either of you ever read a Vampirella book before? Yeah, actually, I I have read a Vampirella story before. Yeah, I have never. Okay. Okay. I will tell you, it was not like this one. (laughs) So it was not good. Not at not as good as this. I was a child, so I liked it. Fair. Yeah. My uncle used to get Vampirella. Cool. So I would read that. I would sneak into his room and read it. You know how to make me start reading Vampirella, apparently? Have Jeremy Whitley write it. That's a a pretty good Or in the case of this issue, co write. Right. Yes. His first solo issue's number eight. Next one, right? Yeah. Yes. His influence was heavily felt, shall we say, though? Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So what did you guys think? Oh, I loved it. Um, I had no fucking clue what was going on, but I would read so many of those just for his little the little, little captions quips. at the bottom, little quips at the bottom. Yep, yep. the that squirrel spe- girl captions. Yeah. Yes, yep, indeed. Yeah, uh, yeah again, like, this is clearly an in between issue uh-huh. from I guess the story art that came before but but like I guess she's dealing with what happened and so it kind of feels like you're thrown into the middle of something basically which is fine mm-hmm. but it, it worked I mean you're able to figure it out pretty quick the short version is Vampirella slept a very long time <clears throat> and in doing so absorbed the memories and personalities of every other alternate Vampirella in the multiverse and they have now coalesced into a single Vampirella and this resolves she, those things. Yeah. She got about a hundred. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Crisis on Infinite Vampirellas. Yep. There you go. Yeah. There's, <laughs> there's really not much else to say, honestly, um, other than I like her chicky. I bet you do. I was just, yeah. I was just about to I say I was waiting for someone to mention that. her girlfriend. Yes. I like her. Yes. <laughs> Well, and Vampirella with that short dark hair. Like, oh, do you? Oh, yeah. I like the short hair on her. Yep. Yeah. Carry on. Just don't worry about me. <laughs> Thanks, Mike. Sorry. Is it is it a hawk man? <laughs> <laughs> you jerks. <laughs> hey, don't blame us. Tim brought them. Thank you, That's Tim. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously though, thank you. That was super awesome. Yes. Yeah, that was. But you guys did hide it. Yeah, we we, we did hide the Hawkman. You, you did hide the Hawkman. Tim knew we were going to hide the Hawkman. Yes. Okay. I he, sent Tim a picture of where the Hawkman was, yeah. and he he found it quite funny. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah, you know I'm going to close that thing, right? Just a little bit. I know. Okay. Yeah, yeah. that's cool. <laughs> but no, but I, I thoroughly I can't wait to see where he takes this from. Yeah, here. this is a lot of fun, and it is funny, which is not really what I expected. Um, plus, it's got that good, good Andy Bellinger, right? Yeah. I enjoy, I enjoy his yeah, stuff. Yeah, I don't think that there was a single page where I didn't turn it and go, damn, girl. Damn, girl. <laughs> damn, girl. 
Uh, who? Oh, it was. I think one of the captions were. This is basically just my brain at all times. Yeah, like, yeah. Jin wrote this caption. Yeah. yeah. I like the, I like the paddle that is two of the alternate vampirellas wearing basically the exact same classic vampirella costume, arguing about which one of theirs was better. Yeah. 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 Or or her friend saying something about they they fought they seem to follow be following me around the room. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that was quite humorous. Yeah. <laughs> As I said, Jeremy Whitley was very, very definitely felt in this issue. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it was great. Uh, <laughs> we're sorry. I keep being visited by Mike. Yes. The ghost Destiny's of, already up there. Ghost of October past. Destiny's already up there. No, no, this is for Logan. Oh, okay. That's okay. I'm not done with tasks. Logan's a real taskmaster. Master oh, of tasks. Hey. <laughs> Mike's currently on Logan's run. Oh, <laughs> nice. That we know that's not true because he would have been killed like you know, like yeah. eighteen years ago. <laughs> yeah. Also, I guess it's Ian and not Logan, but still. Yeah. Well, no, he was grabbing games for Logan. Oh, okay. Yeah. I didn't see. Oh, Logan. Shit! I just saw Ian coming. I'm getting close. Two. That age. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh no! Yeah, meh. <laughs> Turn you off. Oh no! <laughs> look around, look around at how awful the world is right now. <laughs> I think I think I'm okay with it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Go ahead, go ahead. Logan's on us. Uh, hey, Brian. Yeah, sir. You read a book. I almost bought this book. <laughs> I, I read several books, which <laughs> be a little more specific. I debated it, and I'm like. I'll let Brian tell me how it is. Okay. So, Brian, tell me how Kid Lobotomy number one Oh, my is. God. This book is... I, I absolutely adore this book. It is one of the most fucked up books I have read in a long, long time. <laughs> and just... But like, but like, very cohesive. Like, you understand completely what's going on. And it's still messed up. Like, uh, Jen, you absolutely must read this book. So what's it about? Okay, yes. Yeah, it me. is about this, um, this... Lovely lady. No, it's about, it's about, it's about this girls. young man who, uh, maybe late teenager, early 20s-ish, who is, like, in a band, and his dad owns, apparently, all of these hotels all over the world. He's called Big Daddy. And... <laughs> <laughs> Don't just so just he has wait. A sister named was, Maggie. No, he's he a sister they named that he calls sis. Um, who uh, apparently he's kind of sexually attracted to, but that. Well, wait, but there's. You're like, not selling me. It, no, no, no. But so here's the deal: is he ends up in an institution for a number of years, okay, a mental institution, and then his dad pulls him out, and they have this one. Uh, they have this one hotel that they own that he puts. The kid in charge of. And there's this, like, it, it's kind of this whole thing of you're not sure exactly what's real and what's happening in his head kind of thing. Because okay. he is definitely has some mental issues going on. But yet there's a, uh, he has a procedure that he has developed, a, a new form of lobotomy, <laughs> where people who are insane, he can help them by removing s the small pieces that, that affect just that insanity part and then he consumes it which then helps him 
be more sane. So <laughs> gross first. Yeah. Like, like this could, to- this totally fits in with the Cocktober spooktacular type. Like, yeah. yeah, but, oh, but it's not like he sees his sister at one point and like insects just start crawling off of her and out and like, yeah, like, oh, and there's a, there's a, one of the chambermaids like can shape shift and like, it is just messed up. It's you, all over the place. Do you know what the clinical term is for the sensation of bugs crawling your, on your skin when there are not bugs crawling on your skin? What's that? Formication. Okay. Formication. Oh, too many jokes. Um, <laughs> I mean, did they have to call it that? <laughs> but it's 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 pretty wonderful. Like I like I totally dug this. Well, I was I was expecting to think it was going to be one of those. Oh yeah, this is cool. This is a neat idea from. Uh, it's a new imprint, which is uh, Black Crown. It's under IDW. Um, and but holy shit, like it it kind of blew me away. I was not expecting it to be this good. Nice. Yeah. All right. Hey, Brian. Mm-hmm. Here's another one. Uh, maybe don't go into too much detail for Jin's sake. Sherlock Frankenstein and the Legion of Evil Number uh, One. Close my ears. Hold on. Oh my God! So this takes place. Jen, I can do this completely without spoiling anything. Okay, really, uh, it takes place in the Black Hammer universe. Specifically, back on the kind of the real world, back on the ranch, right? Uh, and it picks up with Black Hammer's daughter in his lair. So, which we have seen, we saw Ooh. that scene in Black Hammer, right? Yes. And her say, figuring, you know, deciding that they are missing, and so she figures out that if we, she wants to find these missing heroes, the best way to do that to try to find a lead is to find their greatest villain, which was Frankenstein. And so she sets off to do that, and to do that, she has she basically goes uh, to the version of Arkham Asylum for this world, uh, and starts questioning a couple of the villains that are there. I'm I'm proud That's of you, it. Jen. He said Black Hammer like three times, and he didn't giggle at all. I'm like spacing out. Okay. Playing with this key. Gotcha. Um, yeah. Not thinking about very large strap-ons. <laughs> it's not a strap-on. Yeah. Oh. But it is very large. It is very large. <laughs> it's very large. So yeah, there's that. Uh, but no, really, really good. Like, yeah. like if you enjoy Black, you should definitely pick this up because it is in that universe and, and very much along the same type storylines. Cool. Yeah. I is it the same? Is it the same artist as Black Hammer? Uh, you know what? I'm not sure. Okay. I'm not sure. All right. Uh, I, I want to say no because it felt different. Well, and it makes sense to me if it's if if that artist yeah were working on the new Black Hammer book that gears up yeah. in March or whatever. So, all right. Um, one of a handful of books from last week that we're going to fold in. All new Wolverine number twenty five, mm-hmm. the beginning of the Orphans of X arc. What'd you think of this one, Brian? Uh, I liked it. Uh, it. Which I mean, like any of the arcs that I've read of of Laura Kenny's Wolverine, I, I it's it's just good. It's there. I can't. No, I don't know if I can point to one specific thing. Like, oh, I really like this. I really like. It, it's just it's just a good solid. Yeah. Story. We, we basically. Uh, she and Dawkin are being targeted by. What kind of reading between the lines I assume to be a group of people who have lost 
loved ones or maybe specifically parents to Wolverine, the Orphans of X, um, seeking revenge. There's kind mm-hmm. of a B plot line that is a sword being forged in Japan for Wolverine mm-hmm. uh, that I know is going to play a big part in this arc going forward because solicitations. <laughs> and why put it in there if it's not? Because <laughs> you jumped ahead. Um, but yeah, this was a really solid issue. Like, if you haven't been reading this book, this was a fine place to jump on. Yeah, and I, I do get the impression that this arc is going to tell us a lot about a lot more about Laura's backstory. Yeah, because it leads her in this ish specifically in this issue back to where to the lab where yeah. she was made. Well, I guess is the right way to say. That. I mean, and you're right because Tom Taylor. Yeah. I mean, a there's the way this this issue ends. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but also, Tom Taylor has said that this arc is going to pull in a... I think it was Tom Taylor. It may have been one of the editors on the book or whatever. But on Twitter, uh, someone at Marvel said that this arc is going to start pulling in more... Like, the, the the big bad of this arc is actually going to be someone who, if you've been reading her books for a long time, if you read X-23, who you'll yeah. recognize from there. Okay. So it, it's definitely getting into some history. But it does it in a way... I say not having read any Laura Kenny really prior X-23 to twenty three stuff. Yeah, no. yeah. Um, I did. I did buy it all recently. I of found course, it you did. Cheap used at uh, uh, Second and Charles and bought both volumes. Um, even without having read that, this is still super accessible. Very oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's going to give you all the information yeah. you need. So, yeah. would you say that this issue was rocking with Dawkins? Um, I'm going to say. On a scale of one to ten, this is about a six point five on Rockin' with Dokken. Yeah. Okay. So, a lot so of, you'd really say that in this one lightning strikes again. Yes. Okay, yeah. cool. Cool. Yeah. Um a lot of the Dokken so aren't getting this, are you? A lot of the Dokken Rockin' happens off page. Alright. Off panel. But um I do know and we're we're actually not gonna do solicitations this week. We're gonna hold them for next week. But I do know that Dokken, who has shown up in Iceman before, comes back in Iceman in January. And I think that is really where the most rockin' with Dokken happens. Okay. Okay. All right. Yeah. Cool. Um, Dokken is a character I know, like, Oh, wait, is there something about, like, the van's rockin' with Dokken don't come a knockin' kind of thing? Um, <laughs> I'm trying to find a way to work rock out with your cock out into Dokken this, but it doesn't structurally really work. Fair so enough. instead, instead I'm going to turn to Jin before we move on to the next book and say, hey, Jin. Hit me with a cock fact. This is something that I didn't know, but then looking back at like songs that I've loved growing up, everything makes more sense to me. Did you guys know that um, sort of a, a more like African-American slang word for the word cock actually means vagina? Yeah, it's in a bunch of rap songs. Like I had to go look them up and go, oh, shit. That's right. Okay. Yeah. Tell me more. So it, Tell it, me it, more. It comes from the word cockles. Okay. So then a penis was called a cock opener. Huh. Okay. This uh, is something I didn't know and was very, very intrigued to find out. Huh. It originated in like the, between somewhere between the 20s and the 40s. Interesting. That was super cool to me. Hmm. That kind of changed them from mine. <laughs> you know what? I'm not even going to so, get it. Nope. It really does everything. mean both. <laughs> <laughs> the 
<laughs> so People's now- sexual identity all over the world is now called into question. Huh? Nah. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. It's almost as though it's, okay. it's a societal construct. Right? <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. That was kind of my... <laughs> but right. I just enjoyed the fact that I can be like, I'm into cock. And it means both. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> For gin, cock goes both ways. Yeah. Yeah. I dig it. Cool. We know. (laughs) I know you know. So, no one else has read Amazing Spider-Man 799 yet. No. 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 Was it good? It was... It's Dan Slott, so it is good. It is... A strange reading experience for me, because so much of Dan Slott's run has been about building up Peter, whether in a very specific, literal way where he is, you know, setting Peter to work for the think tank he goes to work for for early in big time, Peter's making money, he can afford his own apartment, he can fund his own stuff, he can... Ultimately, even through Superior Spider-Man, when he's dead, you see why Peter is the Superior Spider-Man thematically. You you see Peter come back into existence, running his company and being basically Tony Stark when Tony Stark is not Tony mm-hmm. Stark anymore. Um, like you see success after success after success, and near the end of the the last arc, you Dan Slott starts calling into question: Is Peter really capable of doing this? Can he actually split his attention this way? All that. But by and large, you continue to see him do the right thing. He he beats out Ock there at the end mm-hmm. of the, the Secret Empire stuff, all of that. This is really the first time since Dan Slott has been writing Peter solo, where Peter's been down on his luck and like having to crash on friends' couches and all of that. And everyone hates him. Not just hates Spider-Man, but hates, hates Peter, Peter Park. Right. Yeah. No, um, actually, as a matter of fact, they're they're most of them are better with Spider-Man than they are with Peter right yeah. now. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, even as Spider-Man, though, he gets shit for, oh, tell your boss he owes me money for what I lost in the stock market. Yeah. Like, you saw it a little bit in, in that Avengers in issue. In the Avengers, yep. But people hate Spider-Man just for his association with Peter now. Um, he's crashing on Bobby Morse's sofa. He's 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 sleeping at Mockingbird's place. And just to kind of drive home how down on his luck he is, my favorite moment in this issue is near the beginning, she's giving him shit for not having moved from the sofa, and okay, at least do some laundry, and try to go find a job, and all that jazz. And he goes to the refrigerator, he gets up, and he goes to the refrigerator, and he's picked up a paper, and he's kind of looking at the paper, and looking through the refrigerator, and he sees, she's cut out the the article on the front, she's like, oh, it must have been another one of these anti-Peter articles. She cut it out to spare me. She's such a good friend. And she closes. he closes the refrigerator door. And there's the article magneted to the front of the refrigerator in her handwriting with, ha, 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 loser. <laughs> <laughs> Way to go, Bobby. Yeah. Like he shows up at the Daily Bugle and he yells at Robbie for having run this article. And Robbie's like, tell me one way in which I'm wrong. Go ahead. Yeah. Tell me and I'll retract it. Yeah. And he realizes he can't. Like he's he has torn Peter down to nothing at this point. And it's weird and kind of uncomfortable. Like I've lo- so much of what I've loved about Dan Slott's run has been seeing him flip it. Yeah. But this is the first time you really see Dan Slott play it. It's still an inversion, so everyone hates Peter, not everyone hates Spider Man. Right, right. 
but it's still an inversion of that formula it, in a way. I was going to say. And also very classical, very true to legacy in a way. It, well, and that's exactly what I was about to point out. If you look at Spider-Man since his inception, yeah. it's this cycle of him doing great and awesome and having everything under control and, and then crashing. Yeah. Yeah. And this is clearly, and I think this is probably part of it is, like you said, that inversion that it's Peter more this time yeah. than Spider. The other is, I think this, he was probably at his highest height. Oh, and yeah. this is probably the biggest crash yeah. he's had. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, it, it's just funny to me. Like, my first response was, oh, I, I, I don't know how I feel about this, but I'm like, wait a minute. A, I mean, it's Dan Slott. I always trust Dan Slott. Right. But it's like, no, this this is the classic thing. I've just gotten so used to Dan Slott's version of this that when he tries to lean into this take on the classic, it feels alien to me. Because if you think about how long Dan Slott's been writing, he's written more than 20% of all of Amazing Spider-Man now. He's been writing hundreds of issues at this yeah. point, nearly 100 by himself. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, like it's at 7, 8, over 100 by himself because he took over... At like seven fifty four or something, or six fifty four or something like that. It's on seven eighty nine. Like he's he's done more than a hundred issues of Spider Man by himself. Yeah. I some of this. I, I really wonder how much of this was coordinated with uh, the like you know the whole Marvel Legacy thing. Of I wonder if we're going to end up getting you know in six months a year whatever Tony Stark back as Tony Stark. And I think we're going to part of that was, you know, you don't then need Peter running Parker Industries doing. I think we're going to see some of that at the same time. There's a pretty clear track record of Marvel just letting slot do what he wants. And I think given the shape of what he's been doing, you can see how the moving pieces over the last two years of Spider-Man build to this exact moment. So right. I think this is something Slot was going to do regardless. And I'm not saying it was done yeah. because of legacy. I'm saying I'm wondering right. if the timing of it kind of no. worked out that I way. I think it yeah. probably does all fit yeah. in a way that, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's a good, good book. <laughs> uh, Aquaman. Yay. This week we had a new Aquaman. What'd you guys think? This book is so good. It's so pretty. It is. It's yeah. so beautiful. It is beautiful. I do kind of want them to like get into some meat. Yeah, I mean, I think you see a little of that near the end of this yeah. with this idea that being a king, like it. There's a, a lot of this issue is almost philosophical discussion. It's between Aquaman and Dolphin, so it feels which, almost one sided. It's which like is awesome. Like, since drawing since things in the air right. and making mm-hmm. faces and him like. It's almost that thing like people talking to their dogs of <laughs> oh great the self well, that one. I, I know I know what he's <laughs> trying to say there. Yeah. It's, it's more self introspection that right. leads yeah. to he's, the right. He's reading what he wants to in Dolphin's responses, and she can only say so much. Right. I did want a thought bubble that's like, no, you idiot. That's not what I'm saying at all. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, I, 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 in a way, it's it's funny that you mentioned that because there was it, maybe it was even a couple of issues ago. I thought about like we're not even seeing her thoughts, which no, w- right. would be a normal, I, very normal thing to do we were talking for about that character who here. can't speak. And it really, really, I think, makes her character so much more real mm-hmm. to not have well, that. And this was I had this thought while reading this issue: how many other artists? Mm-hmm. And this is something that's 100% art. How many mm-hmm. other artists could this successfully pull off 
drawing a character who doesn't speak and communicating everything she needs to communicate yep. in facial expression um, and physicality. The artist on Little Mermaid. Uh, sure. I, I was going like, to say. I, I'm I, not saying there aren't others. Yeah, that, there's, there's probably, there's it's probably a very there's probably small a, club. Maybe yeah. a dozen. I'm just right? saying it's, it's a very similar situation. Yeah. Yeah. Um, also, I, I, I bought all of Sunstone on, on, on Barnes and Nobles by two get one free sale. Um, <laughs> and I read a couple of volumes of it between the last issue of Aquaman and this issue of uh-huh. Aquaman. And there comes a point where you're reading a step on shade book after, after reading Sunstone. You're like, when does the tying each other up part come? <laughs> nice. <laughs> Where, where's that? That's missing now. Huh? I didn't know I needed this in an Aquaman book. But I so need this oh, in an Aquaman oh, book. Have you, wait, you've <laughs> been reading this hold, article. Yeah. Hold. I know exactly your thoughts on the idea of Aquaman, Mara, and Dolphin together. Uh-huh. You knew you wanted this. I did. Yeah. I did. Yeah, you did. Mm. Mm. Um, so say we all. <laughs> so say we all. <laughs> this couple's a little too vanilla. Let's add a cherry on top. Ooh, hey. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you have your vanilla ice cream. You have your whipped cream. You have your cherry. Exactly. There you go. Also, don't ever say whipped cream in this scenario ever again. Um. The whipped cream in the bathroom is not whipped cream. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> no. Henri the Existential Cat. Mm-hmm. Are you yeah. familiar with this, Brian? I don't know that okay. I am. This is your homework. Go on YouTube and look up Henri the No, I don't think I need to No, do it's not. Oh, okay. No. I, I feel like I'm being led into something no. here. It's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Okay. The second one is my favorite. Okay. It is also the one, I believe, from which that line, <laughs> the whipped cream in the bathroom is not whipped cream, hails. Okay. Yeah. Um, Aquaman, good, good book. I am yes. dreading Stepan Shadrick leaving. Yeah. So I think we've got pretty. one more issue. Uh, Is that all? Yeah. Uh, but he's working on more creator-owned stuff now. He's he's back to work okay. on Mercy, which is his follow-up to Sunstone. Mm. Okay. I want him to do. I, I want him to do some other stuff for DC. I do too. I want. I just want him to like post some drawings from of of. Follow him on Twitter. No, like of Aquaman and. All them. Uh, scroll back on his Twitter oh, feed. Oh shit! <laughs> Let me get it <laughs> on Twitter. Hold on, right hold now. on. All right. Um, you, we've lost. We've talk. lost Jen for the talk. next couple of minutes. <laughs> hey, Brian. Yeah. <laughs> While uh, Jen goes, uh, it, it would Jen be much like somewhere better and... down where it's wetter. <laughs> oh. Um, <laughs> what do you think about Batman number thirty-three? Oh, uh, this was um. This was kind of a different story. Um. Yeah, there are basically two sets of scenes. Uh-huh. You have Batman and Catwoman and Tiger from Grayson. From Grayson, right. Uh, in the desert, riding through the desert on a horse with no name. Riding on the desert, yes. Oh, that's not good. Oh, no, they're calling <laughs> from, from... What's the mountain in the Grinch? Uh, oh, the, the above Whoville? Yes. I can't remember. Oh, well. Yeah. Oh, so much for that being a useful reference. Yeah, whatever. Uh, the other, the other sort of says, oh, look, the, the Batman Catwoman stuff is fine, and I love Catwoman. In fact, the more I read of oh. King writing Catwoman, the more I realize what I really, really want. And King has said he's got like a hundred issues of his Batman run planned out. Okay. okay, fine, cool. 
But hey, DC, give him a Catwoman book. And you know what? I think, especially give him like like give him like a six issue. Let him write like a short, tight twelve issue, a twelve issue Catwoman Max. Okay, he, he, uh, that'd be yeah. fine. Twelve would be fine. Yeah, but yeah, something nice, tight Tom that King he's got special. the whole. Oh god, that would be so so good. Yeah. Uh, the other thing that I want to say, without any because we've seen it happen twice now. We saw it in the we saw it at the Bat Burger. Bat on horse violence. No. Uh, we saw it at, at the Bat Burger, and then we see it again here in, in Wayne Manor. When all of the Robins is, get to together, this, yeah. it, it is the absolute best yeah. scenes ever. The the Bruce Catwoman Tiger stuff was fine. Yeah, it was. It's good. It's fun. It's cool. Oh. I love seeing the two of them working together. Yeah. Um, oh, Jen found it. Jen's making mm-hmm. it. Oh. No. Oh. No, I found something real good, though. Probably Sunstone pages. <laughs> Okay. Um, oh, mm-hmm. no, yeah, okay, yeah, he does some other... Oh! That's DC. Ooh, that's one of his DC pillows. Um, it started out as just an Ivy drawing, and he kept going. Uh, <laughs> yes, that's good. All right. One might say he um, went all the way. <laughs> save to phone. Oh, my God. Yep. Um, this is a thing. Sorry. So, so how many volumes of Sunstone do I need to let you borrow? Now? All of them. <laughs> I don't think that's a book that you borrow, really. I think you have to own that one. You let, Bar- <laughs> you let Brian borrow your sex criminals. Somehow that's different. Damn. Look. Okay. Everybody, everybody get on the Twitter. <laughs> do me a favor. No, no. Get on the Twitter. You're going to have to scroll a little bit. Because damn. <laughs> there. Mm, okay. Yeah. The the it's the Nightwing and Starfire one. Oh yeah, so uh, that's one of the there are like two or three sets of of those. That yeah. See, I'm gonna refrain till after the podcast because <laughs> two of us have to, at least two of us have to be able to talk to each other. Yeah. yeah right have... now, having a conversation with Jen's a lot like talking to Dolphin. <laughs> Shut up. Just communicates in clicks and little bursts of light. <laughs> Bioluminescence. <laughs> she sees these images and glows. Y'all, damn though, damn. I'm not sure I've ever seen Jen blush before. <laughs> it is in fact making me. Wow. Yeah. That's that. Hey, that's something right there. <laughs> okay, but uh, yeah, but, but we're, the, yes. the the best parts of this issue are the. The Robbins and Alfred. Yeah, it's it, once it's Dick Grayson and Jason Todd yep. and, and <laughs> Damien. And I gotta turn this off. I'm the chin's sorry. got the vapors. <laughs> <laughs> and Duke Thomas. Yes. Uh, the only one not there for obvious reasons is Tim Drake. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, but the, the, their conversation amongst each other, yeah. it's almost like they have this shorthand because they've all been Robbins, yeah. right? Yeah. Or or equivalents right yeah uh, oh it's so so awesome and it starts off with alfred saying look i need to tell you guys something yeah. i'm not supposed to tell you this but i feel like you need to know and they're like okay what kind of world shaking world ending secret has he kept this time <laughs> yeah well, look, we look, can handle look, whatever let's it is guess. he kept a secret from everybody that loves and cares about him and <laughs> go figure <laughs> right yes and he says he has he has proposed to Miss Kyle, and she has accepted. And you let him do this? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. 
<laughs> and what uh, the hell did you just say? <laughs> something something that we speculated about months ago when when the proposal happened. Damien does not take this so great. No, Damien's <laughs> not so happy about this. <laughs> um, like Duke, Duke tries to tease him a little bit. Hey, it's not my fault. He's Robin now. <laughs> yeah. And it cuts to Damien. He's just silent. And everyone's like, oh, shit. Aww. And then he's like, it is my fault. And he takes it all on himself. Oh. Yeah, like, it's the most probably vulnerable I think we've ever seen Damien. Probably. Yeah. Because, like, all of his snarkiness, all of his snappy like smartness right is gone. Yeah. Oh. I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> and suddenly, Jen wishes she had just kept looking at Twitter. I know. Yeah. I'm going to go back to the Twitters, y'all. I'm sorry and we about find the out that we find out where... Uh, I mean, which we kind of know this whole thing. Uh, Selena and and Batman are going to Kadeem. Yes. Right. Which, if you know what's going on in the DC Universe or what has the history of it, like, this is the country that is kind of at civil war with itself and stuff and has, like, all of the UN and the United States government and the Justice League. Everybody has just agreed to stay out. The face Jen makes is like, yeah, the one country at war with itself. Well, okay, but... <laughs> no, I I was like, well, it's October, so you don't bully Brian's, but I did want to point out, yeah. that's how you have a civil war. <laughs> a country at war with itself. Well, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's not bullying, it's pointing it out. No, you're right. You're right. <laughs> the point being, though, that, that basically all outs... Everyone has agreed from uh, that no outside interference. Like, superheroes aren't even allowed to go there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, the Justice League has posted someone to guard the entrance to this place so that nobody can go in there. We find out that there is somebody that we know well that has been hiding out there. Yes. And it turns out that's why they're going, of course. So, yeah. Okay. All right. And we'll tell you. I don't want to spoil it, but we'll tell you. No. I mean, Jeff has to read it. Oh, you're going to read it. it. I'm going to read it. Okay. Don't tell me. I forgot you were reading this book. Don't tell me. Hey, Brian. Yeah. Speaking of perving on Aquaman characters, okay. <laughs> how was Batman the Drowned? Oh, um, kind of creepy, actually. It was. Ooh. Um, it's like, so it's written by Dan Abnett, who's been writing Aquaman. Right. Yep. And it is obviously an alternate version of Bruce Wayne. In this case, it's Bryce Wayne. Yep. From a gender swapped Earth. Yeah, it's okay. a gender. It's a, a, yeah. She um, goes rogue after losing. Sylvester, Kyle, Sylvester the cat. She was romantically involved with Sylvester the cat. Yes. <laughs> Jen. Go ahead. Okay. And I don't know if you read the part of Aquaman with the drown, or the, the black water, or whatever it was called. Uh, dead water. Dead water. Yes. Um, but this, like, eldritch monster thing that was possessing random people and was, like, nigh unkillable. She can basically turn people into those and command oh, them. No. It's like Batman as Aquaman as uh, the head of the White Walkers from Game of Thrones. Kind <laughs> of ish, yeah, yeah. Nice. Um, and it is now in in multiversity. There is a there is a alternate Earth. Yes, that has. Aqua Woman. Yes, this yeah. this, this is clearly this yeah. clearly is the dark multiverse yeah. take on that Earth where it's all gender swap. And yeah, there, there's the there's the Aqua Woman yeah. right there. 
I will say this issue is story-wise, maybe not for me the strongest of these one shots. But I think the art in this more than makes up for it. This is a I, beautiful is book, gorgeous book. Yeah, I would agree with that. Um, it, it was, and I think part of what made this creepy is you never really get a really clear shot of her in her face. No, you really don't. There's a shot where she's still Batwoman, where you kind of yeah, 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 but yeah. But not once she's become the drown. That's what I'm saying. With the cowl on and yeah. everything you do, but like once she's become the drown, and like you never get a clear, really, yeah. a really clear shot of her face. But hey, why does dead may never die? Mm. There you go. <laughs> and yeah, so and this they this person you know this version the drowned one shows up and basically floods and sinks Amnesty Bay. Oh, Which shit. is an Aquaman yeah. and Mara show. Yeah. And one of them gets turned into a dark water. Dead water. Dead yeah. water. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. It's good stuff. I'm, I'm still, still digging. Still digging these one shots. Yeah. Man. These are cool. Next week, begin, next week we get the Merciless. Yes. Which, which is, is drawn the... by Francis Manipal. Oh, I can't wait for that. And we get the first chapter of... Justice League versus the Dark Knights in Flash. Yeah. Which, like Gotham Resistance, is a four-issue four crossover. Four-issue crossover that leads from one to another. Yeah, it's like, yeah. just a, it's Flash 33, Justice League 32, Hal Jordan and the Green Lanterns 33, Justice League 32, 33, or something like yeah, that. Yeah, something, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But, um... It's those three books. Yeah. Two issues of Justice League. Uh, it, the merciless that we get next week is the Wonder Woman. Yeah, yeah, kind of the the Batman has got a war. Right, yeah, there that's gonna be awesome. And I mean, we've only got three left. We've got that one. We've got the Doomsday, and, and we've got, got the, the Batman who the laughs. Batman who laughs. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited. Yeah. So good, so good. All right. Uh, hey, Brian. Mm-hmm. Superman number thirty three. Oh, we start a new arc with this Imperial Superman. Lex, Imper- Imperious Lex, Imperious Lex. Which um, can we just talk about how perfectly formed the title of this arc is? Yeah, you're not wrong. Like Imperious Lex is just Imperious Rex. It's a name or joke. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, this is finally though getting into the meat of the fact that Lex Luthor is supposed to be ruling over Apocalypse. And is kind of just pieced out to protect Gotham after Superman's death. Metropolis. Okay, he was protecting Gotham and Gotham City Garage. Bite me. (laughs) No, you're right. Metropolis. Um, Sorry, don't bully Brian. Yeah, so there's there's a there's that's not bullying. (laughs) Don't bully Brian. Um, I'm the one I'm the one that picked you picked on you for saying Gotham, so that's fine. Um, but yeah, so it starts with Superman and, and Lex actually working together. And that really, is my really favorite well. part of this. It's when we awesome. Were, uh, uh, I, 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 I'm like Jen, Jen. It's so creepy seeing them work together. It kind of <laughs> is. And like, but like they do it really, really well. Yeah. It's like, would you like to do? That? No, after you. Yeah, that's you weird. That's I weird, know. and I don't like it. But then. Yeah, then Lex gets taken. Oh. Like, so it's not like... And a, a Lex Buck shows it, up yeah. to find Superman because he has a very particular set of skills. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Nice. So basically, you, you, I mean, clearly Lex has 
program this that if he ever gets taken, yeah, that they that a, a series of protocols happens yeah. to try to get Superman to you have come after him. drones that are. First, Superman is contacted, but it's family night, so he's ignoring Lex's call because Lex has been calling him to show off new toys and gadgets, and like every time, <laughs> every time Lex gets a new it's, thing, he calls him. He's like, "Come, we, we come over to my place and let me show you my new thing." <laughs> um, and of course, Superman is Superman. He's like, "Okay," <laughs> but it's family night. He's not going to be interrupted. Right. He assumes it's just that Lex doesn't know about John, right? Mm-hmm. So Lex's Lex bots are just set to target Kryptonians. So they end up taking Superman, Superman and the John only one, right? Yeah. And Lois, and the way this issue ends, I don't feel like this is a spoiler because this is just no. The, I, this is yeah, yeah, yeah. The way this issue ends is the three of them are all split up on Apocalypse. Uh oh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Lex has been kidnapped to Apocalypse. Nice. So okay. yeah, and so uh, Lex's protocols for these droids were to to basically find the Kryptonian and take him to where he was at. And Lois and John get caught up in that. Yeah, nice. So that yeah, like this story has the potential to go right back to being really, really yeah. good Superman. Which <laughs> I really hope it does because I've been I've, I've gotten kind of iffy on this book mm-hmm. a little bit, uh, and I look forward to really digging this arc. I hope I really dig this arc so I don't drop it. <laughs> yeah. Really good start. I will give yeah. it that. It is a great start. Yeah. All right. Uh, I got Jen to read a Marvel book she hasn't been reading. What? Yeah. yeah. All New Guardians of the Galaxy number 12. Well, I read like the first one. Yeah. Well, the first two, I think. Um, This book's so funny. Does the the galaxy get guarded? um, Sure. Okay. (laughs) It starts off, they're this like decrepit area of whatever planet they're on and rockets bitching and moaning about I hate this place. We need to get out of here. It's so backwards and twisted and torn. And he's like, "Come on, don't talk about Earth that way." (laughs) (laughs) Um, This, this is them trying to shake down leads on the Infinity Gym. So it's like number eleven. This issue is kind of prelude to their legacy stuff. Each of them is basically tracking down a different contact they have on Earth who might know something about the Infinity Gems. Uh, Drax goes to Doctor Strange, who's actually Loki pretending to be Doctor Strange oh, to keep them mm-hmm. away from Strange. Um, Groot goes to hang out with Man Thing. <laughs> that was so cute. That has to, yeah, okay. Um, there's a great scene with Deadpool. Yes. Where it's kind of pre-despicable Deadpool, I guess, where he's still mourning having been manipulated by Steve. He's like, I need a fresh start. Let me go to space with you. But he's like crammed himself into a locker trying to stow away. He, he crinkled his leg. Yeah. <laughs> so gross. Um, and the hook for this issue, the thing they've teased with this issue is one of the characters who shows up in it actually does join the team and get to go guarding the galaxy. Oh. Yeah, okay. that was that was all pretty funny. You want to know who? I, I do. Scott Lang. Oh, Ant-Man. really? Yeah. Which, if you think about his arc in Secret, Secret War, Wars, Secret Empire, Secret, right? Yeah, yeah. He betrayed everyone to keep Cassie uh-huh. safe, and he can't bear being hey. around. <laughs> and he can't bear being around after that. 
So it's like, take me with you. Let me go to space. Like I've got to get. I got to get away. Let me get yeah. out of here. And they let him. So Ant Man is joining the Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> okay, like that character totally fits yeah. in with that group, though. Come on. Yeah. 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 And this ends where we know their legacy arc is going to start with them being taken by the Nova Corps and recruited by the Nova Corps. Yeah. Yes. So it's a fun issue. Okay. <laughs> them, them looking at all the different versions of the Guardians. And Scott going, why wasn't I in any of them? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Man-Thing shows them, because yeah. he's the guardian of the Nexus of, all, Nexus of All Realities, shows them different universes' guardians that are also hunting the Infinity, because every universe's Infinity Gems have gone missing. Oh. On Earth. Yeah. Well, okay. Yeah. That doesn't surprise me. I know, but, right. but it could have been anywhere. Right. Yeah. So, we established Earth was special in all the Marvel universes way back in the Kree Scroll Wars. Yeah. So. so are you gonna keep reading this? I'm probably gonna keep reading this. Yeah. yeah. It's that good, good Jerry back Duggan writing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I yeah. do I do really like Jerry Duggan, so yeah. that helps. Nice. Super good. Nice. Yeah. Uh Brian. Yeah. Tell me about Champions number 13. Oh, so this is the second issue in the Avengers Champions. Worlds crossover. Collide. Yeah, Worlds Collide. Um, and, oh my God, I, I, you know what? I really, really dig these two teams together. Like, yeah. each of them is, so there's like a like two or, th- two or three people on each team that have gone around the world to deal with these different sites where these buildings are doing things. Um, and it's all, it's always at least one champion and one Avenger. Yeah. And those, the, the comments and the way that it works out is just really kind of cool. Like I love seeing those interactions and then I love seeing, um, like I want to see different interactions as well. Yeah. What makes this work so well is, and this is the thing I think Mark Wade just does well. Mm Mm-hmm. Is every pairing he uses to get to something specific and personal for that pair. Like, it's not just, okay, it'll be cool to let these two characters work together and punch things together or whatever. It is always about some history they have or don't have. Right, yeah. Um, Some... It always moves that relationship forward. Like, that's what this book is doing. It's letting you see these characters who don't get to act interact a lot. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, who may have a lot in common if you're Hulk and Th- uh, not Thor, Hercules, uh, Hercules right. or who may not if you are Nadia and Sam Alexander. Right. And that one, that one actually cracks me up because he actually, he doesn't, he says something about her being part of the champions, doesn't he? He tries to, that's not her, he tries to talk, or he asks, like, what's it like being oh, an Aven- Avenger? That, that's what, yeah. Uh, She's like, you, you don't have to try to You like being an Avenger, right? Yeah. That was the, yeah, that's kind of, it, 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 like, my immediate thought was, he was like, you know, because, like, you'd be welcome on the champions yeah. kind of thing. And her immediate response is, yeah, we don't have to talk. Well, and <laughs> uh, in the January solicitations, the January champions issue spinning out of this event is them having a membership drive, them recruiting members. Oh. And there are a bunch of characters on for basically everyone who's kind of been teased. The right. Red Scarab or whatever her yep, name was. Yep, yep, yep. I think Gwynpool's on there. Nadia's on there. Um, like they're they're going to pull in some new members after oh, this. Oh yeah. I the only and th- this like I like 
I like how weird and awkward it is between them, but at the same time, that this is also kind of the one thing that's off for me still in this book, or these books, Avengers, really, mm-hmm. but this crossover. It's still a very cold version of Nadia. It is. It's not the Nadia that we had from Unstoppable yeah. Wasp. And I can almost... The way Unstoppable Wasp ended, I can almost kind of see this very divided version of her, where when she's with the Avengers, she is no-nonsense. And when she's on her own doing her thing, she's more relaxed. But it still feels a little weird when she is just almost I can, you know uncaring. What? It's the uncaringness of it. Yeah, that, I would agree with that. Like, I, I could see if it was, like you said, like if it was a, if she's kind of intimidated and thinks she has to act this this way around adults yeah. kind of, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, how as a teen, sometimes if you're in a group of all adults, you're like, yeah. you, you think you have to act a certain way. And, well, and I think... The only thing that grounds it for me now, and again, it's still not all the way there. Mm-hmm. Um, there's still a disconnect. Because those issues Whitley co-wrote, she wasn't that way. Right. But this idea that there's enough of Hank in her that sometimes she's not thinking about how she is toward people, that gives me a little more entree in. Maybe so. It um, makes me wonder if she did move, like, let's just say she moved to the champions, right? Yeah. If she was with other teenagers, if, if she would be more... Yeah, yeah. Right. Um, also, I, I need to brag for just a second. I, I had a package arrive earlier this week. Mm-hmm. The last page of the last issue of The Unstoppable Wasp. Yeah, that looked gorgeous. You sent me a picture of it. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I want that. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm. You asked me to bring it to show you. I will bring it yeah. next week to show yeah. you. Um, I was like, <laughs> they're such idiots. I, I was like, yeah, you should bring that so I can have. I mean, see that. Yeah, <laughs> I'm very happy. I, yeah, very oh happy. yeah, I bet. Um, but yeah, I, I I bought a second original page, and it's it's from the Unstoppable Wasp, and it makes me happy. Okay. Uh... Invincible Iron Man, number 593. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did you read this one? I read this one. <laughs> Hooray! Did you read this one just now while we were talking about other things? No, I'm still looking at it. Okay. Oh, you're, still, you're back on Twitter, huh? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I'll stop looking. Um, you found that Aquaman Marrow one he did? Oh, yeah, I did. Yeah. That was a few scrolls ago. Um, this book, real good. Yes. It's a little bit, like, this is the kind of issue that is a good issue, but is an issue that if Mike were still on the podcast, you go, no, I didn't like this one, I just, I need to jump to the next one now. Because it is a lot of explaining where Invincible ended, and Infamous ended, and setting stage, and moving keys. It is pulling, it is pulling the threads that were left from the, both of those other series, putting them together, and setting up what's gonna happen. Yeah, but it did it in a really good way. I don't know. I I think it was really good execution. Yeah. If you are a Mike type who does not want the scene setting. Right. There may be a little speed bump to this issue. Okay. Um, But I really dug it. I like that even though it is one book, they have both artists working on it. And Alex Maleev did the did the Iron Man pages. Or the Iron Doom pages. Iron mm-hmm. Doom. <gasps> that was the thing that I was going to say in Guardians. What's that? That Rocket said Dr. Iron Doom. Yes, he did. I was like, yes! I thought of you when I read that yeah. bit. <laughs> I had a moment. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, th- yeah. This art was all real good, but that Friday art. Yeah. Uh, I knew you were gonna like that Friday. <laughs> <laughs> that girl Friday. T G I Friday. <laughs> oh, yeah. I really like her. She's fun. Yeah, yeah. I, I like that you get all all four of them there. Trying to trying to guess what happened to Tony, and they're like, "Who do uh, they're like? Who do we call? Who do we call? Should we call the FBI?" And she's like, "Well, actually, we're we're who, we're, we're who you would call." Yeah. <laughs> um, is this the first time you guys have seen Tony's mom? Uh, yeah. In reading a book, I've yeah. seen. That's a, stuff from yeah. other things. I was gonna say yeah. I, I I knew of the character Correct. and that she existed and that, like I've seen picture. Or, I really but, like, like Tony's mom. She's such a cool character. Yeah, yeah. We've never talked about her on the show much, but I want her and May Parker to like hang out <laughs> and I don't know start some like since the Parker the Ben Parker Foundation is kind of strapped for us. Like I want to see her and Tony's mom get together and like. Start some old Marvel lady philanthropic charity <laughs> thing. Uh, like I want a book that's just let Jeremy Whitley write it, but the two of them just like doing charity work in the Marvel universe. They're just, no, they're just playing canasta. <laughs> canasta <laughs> bridge. Yeah. Uh, yeah, a, a whole issue of them just shuffleboard together. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I like it though. Right. I will. I will be keeping. Uh, uh, you know, I, I was not reading. I was not reading the Ironheart stuff. Mm-hmm. I was reading yeah. the the Iron, Iron Doom. Doom stuff. You need to I read will, the Ironheart I will, stuff. I will keep. I, I will be keeping on with this. Yeah, and you're yeah. gonna go back and read the Ironheart stuff. Eh, probably. Yeah. I mean, I know I will. It's just when who knows. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. Okay. We 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 added one to the list from last week for Brian because he he he. Wanted to follow up on the conversation we'd had about its first issue. Runaways number two. Runaways so to set two. the stage, yes. you had read no- Runaways number one. I did. Without having read any Runaways. Correct. I had read Runaways number one after having read of after having read all of Brian K. Vaughn's run on Runaways. Mm-hmm. And I loved it. And your response was basically, it's a good book, but I don't feel invested. Yeah, it's like, eh, it was it was fine. Okay, yeah. Since then, you've read an arc or two. Uh, I'm I'm betting because I'm thinking I think that first huge collection trade is like it's three arcs in that huge trade, which is like it's like eighteen, it's 18 issues. issues. Yeah, I'm betting I've probably read fifteen or sixteen okay. of them. So you're by now two plus arcs in. Now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So reading this issue, how did knowing these characters affect your enjoyment? Of Completely this book? changed it. Completely, it's exactly what I what I said was yeah. probably the case. If you're already invested in these characters and and have that connection to them and know who they are, it it has a completely different impact, right? Yeah. Uh, and I figured out part of what it is is issue one and this one for that matter. It spends absolutely no time in trying to introduce or get you to invest in these characters. It assumes that you're already there. It 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 really is like another arc following, you know, the end of whatever game yeah. before. Um, so I would, without any reservation whatsoever, say that I, I, you almost need to read yeah. some of the other run- at least the first 
couple of arcs to to get that introduction to who these characters are and and get that connection to them yeah and before you get into this yeah. Yeah. my goal now yeah now i i'm still working on runaways i'm through all the von stuff. stuff which is of what i've read the best of it hands yeah. down i'm through the whedon stuff I need to find Avengers Arena because this we talked about the first issue doesn't really get to anything outside of that Vaughn run, but this gets into more recent things. This gets into some of the fallout of Avengers Arena, which happened, I think, around twenty thirteen through twenty fourteen. It's like eighteen issues of book, and the setup is basically Hunger Games. Arcade kidnaps a bunch of teenage superheroes. And puts them on an island, and they have to kill each other to survive the game. Yeah. And one of them is Nico, and one of them is Chase. One of them is X-23. So there are a bunch of reasons I need to find that book and read that book. Mm-hmm. And then there's 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 a very specific thing at the ending that is that shocked kind of the hell out of me. What was that? It was a tie to a... Do we need to, to call spoilers? Yeah, we do. No, okay. Absolutely. Spoilers. Okay. Now... Well, it was it was a tie to Vision. Oh, the Vision series. Yeah, yeah. Victor Mancha originated as a Runaways Correct. character. Yeah, and he shows back up, and I'm like, oh damn, that's that's from what happened in Vision. Also, if you remember, uh, Ooh. yeah, uh, yeah. Well, well, I'll tell you off the air. Well, we called spoilers. Do, do you want to yeah. know? Do you want to know? Sure. So after Victor is killed in Vision. Uh-huh. Um, the Avengers sent Chase, who was one of the one of the runners, like the only one alive and active and easiest contact. His possessions, he assumes, they open the box and it is his head. Oh Jesus! <laughs> oh Jesus! Well, he did, I guess, possess his head. So. Yeah. Um. So, <laughs> I guess he's gonna be coming back. Yeah. Um, oh, nuts. Yeah. Uh, I was going to say something else. Um, I don't know. I love this book. This is so much fun. We see Molly Hayes and where she is now. Um, we still don't know who it is who's watching the Runaways through Cats, but they're watching Molly, too. Um, I do have a thought on that. Yeah? Uh, since we've already called spoilers. Yeah, they got them same glowing eyes that her parents have. Whose parents have glowing eyes? Molly's. Those purple glowing... Okay, so you see so little of her parents specifically that I never thought about them. Yeah. When when we first see them and find out, you know, that they're the, the whole mutant powers that they have. Yeah, yeah it's the, the, when they when they do things, their eyes glow that purple. Okay, maybe thing. it's maybe it's her parents. Yeah. Hmm. So it makes sense how they know to watch Molly at her grandma's. Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I dig this. So now that you're invested in Runaways, oh, are yeah. you going to stay on this? Oh, yeah. Oh, well, I'm totally yeah. in. Yeah. I'm, I'm all in. Yeah. I, I, I like this book a lot. Hey, Jen. Hey, me. So I came to a conclusion this week that nobody writes a phone or video conversation better than Matthew Rosenberg. Okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll give you that. Because he does it in Secret Warrior 7. Yeah. Yeah, this was good and adorable. It was adorable. <laughs> I love Moon Girls. And then... Just 
don't play your games, Karnak. Just tell me. And what does that mean? And what does that mean? And what does that mean? Am I the only... I know I've asked this before, but a few more issues and now I want to come back to it. Am I the only one who reads Karnak in this book in Lucky Yates' voice? No. No. (laughs) Yeah. That is exactly... If there is ever an animated Inhumans thing, and it is at all funny... And oh, Lucky Yates to. does not voice Karnak? I would be so upset. I'll be so, so upset. Yeah. Yes, that's pretty damn perfect, actually. Yeah. We should tweet at him. <laughs> yeah. That's, please that's... play Karnak. Please, please, yeah. please. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Um, have you been... Are you up to date on Secret Warriors? Or is this no, a jumping back This was in? a jumping back in point, okay. And it was actually a really good point to yeah. jump back in on. Um, I, I mean, you don't know everything that's happened with Quake, but yeah. I don't I, feel like you really need to. No. Like, if you know anything that's happened in the Marvel yeah. Universe. Like, at worst, go back one issue more. One. Yeah. I was going to say, maybe, maybe six. But you, one yeah. to five was completely a different thing. Yeah. 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 Um, I like this book more now that it is moving out of Secret Empire Shadow and becoming a thing unto itself. It's like the Spider-Woman problem yeah. where Spider-Woman launched yeah. in Spider-Verse. Right. I love Spider-Verse. And I still, like, I never got it because I'm like, this is just tying into an event. I don't want to. I'm glad I jumped into this when I did. But mm-hmm. becoming its own thing, it's still feeling out a little bit. They are as, in, in, in the book itself, they're still feeling out what they are, who they are, what they're going to be. Right. Who's going to be included in it? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it seems like they kind of tried to disband. Yeah. Oh, they very much, like, at the end of five, five, there is a revelation about Karnak, and there is stuff with Daisy where basically everyone else says, no, nah, we, we don't want yeah. any of this, any of this noise. We're out. We're all yeah. out. Um, This might as well, you might as well, like, waited six months and started with a new number one. That's what number six felt like. Yeah. So, I, I would agree with that. Yeah. Um, I like it a lot. I'm liking all the Inhumans books. I know we've talked about this before, mm-hmm. um, but I did in the last week go by all the issues I had skipped of Black Bolt. Because I read the first one. I'm like, this is good. I'm going to do it in trade. Black Bolt may be one of my favorite Marvel books now. Holy it crap. is so fucking good. Um, it. And it is beautiful, beautiful Christian Ward art. And Lockjaw's a good dog. Lockjaw <laughs> is a good dog. Um, I'm going to 30 second pitch Black Bolt real quick, and then we'll go back to Secret Warriors. Okay. Black Bolt is imprisoned in place of Maximus because hoisted by his own petard. And he's in this old and humans prison that no one's supposed to know about, only other people do. And one of the other people there is uh, the absorbing man, Carl Crusher Creel. <laughs> and the two of them team up to, ho- to, to pull a prison break. Oh, shit. And it is like this socially aware, cool, character-driven thing that is sad and funny and well-written and I love very, very much. And if you have not read the single issues, either go get them or when this trade comes out, I think next month, buy it and read it. Because it is it is going on my personal list for best books of 2017. Oh, I may have to, I'll have to grab that trade then. Yeah. It's it's beautiful. Like this is on this is on my list of books I want to buy a page of art from. I'll put it that way. Oh, there are like there six go. books on that list. This is one of them. All right, all right. Back to Secret Warriors. <laughs> uh, 
Anything else to say? Have you been reading this to George? I have. I just okay. haven't gotten to, to you haven't gotten to this. I one. have it. I just haven't read it yet. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It is very good. It, yeah. It's got some very good Deadpool in it. I'd call it my favorite issue of this book so far, actually. I think okay. it's better than Six was, and I liked Six a lot. Yeah, Six was good. I, yeah. did, I did like Six. Um, I really... <laughs> I love this idea that Devil Dinosaurs... It's like, no, no. Someone asked he's about Devil Dinosaurs. He's like, no, he's in timeout. He, 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 <laughs> he did something bad. Yeah. Um, I don't remember what it was. She said. Uh, but don't that's either, but it was cute. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I do love that, like, every every little book that Deadpool's been in since the end of Secret Empire has it has shown a different side of why the fuck he's like, nah, I don't yeah. give a fuck. It's oh, just, and by the way, him going, fuck your superhero rules and throwing the grenades in. Yeah. Damn. No, it's this really, you're right. I had not thought about it in these terms, but I like it when you put it that way. It is like, there's this thing that's happening. I don't think it's even an editorial choice. I think it's just, everyone's aware of it. So like, it's Deadpool. We'll fit him in somewhere. Cause Deadpool cameos are a thing. Right. But if you read a bunch of Marvel books, you're like, you can see Deadpool just like crumble. desperate for anyone to accept him and mm-hmm. crumble when they don't. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he- you see him getting the rejection, at, which yeah. is going to lead to, yeah. Yeah. He did a bad thing for a person that they all trusted. Right. Yeah. And he's getting all the shit for it. I read this week the the Deadpool arc where uh, the good, the bad, and the ugly were like he and Logan and Captain America team up together. Uh-huh. And I'd never read it before. And I know when it was written, none of Nick Spencer's stuff had happened. Like, it's still technically good Steve. Mm-hmm. But even then reading it, you're like, oh, no, like, it is 100% he would break if this if this moment in his life that is already so fragile and mm-hmm. down, if you take away the one good thing from it, like everything in his existence since then is basically built on that. Yeah. He's lost all, like part of this is him ga- regaining his memory. Part of it is him learning about he's got this family and he's got these people who he could have cared about if he'd known about. Mm-hmm. And Steve becomes this one anchor. So he, like... Right. All all the way back. It's 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 yeah. Yeah, it's tough. It's the, tough shit. The best Deadpool is sad Deadpool. Yeah, I will agree. Yeah. Okay. Uh, switching gears a little. Spider Gwen number twenty five. Gwenom. Gwenom. I didn't read Gwenom. She Gwen was a badass. I tell you that. Yeah. <laughs> Holy. Gwenom gets the job done. Yes, she does. And she is not, um, um, she has no fucks left. She has no fucks left to give. That's exactly, that's what I was just about to say, because like, she's not stopping it just who she was after. Well, and what I, what I like about this setup, the thing I think is that is really canny about them having taken the time to build Gwen for, 20-something issues before giving her this suit. Even though, in the grand scheme of things, that feels pretty quick. Right. Sounds pretty quick. Is her life is, like, built on shifting sand. And you see thing fall away after thing fall away after thing fall away. And it is not simply that her version of Venom is pushing her to be more extreme. Like Mm -hmm. the classic Peter version. Right. Mm Mm-hmm. Instead, it is she can control when she chooses. She's got ways to manage this right. symbiote. 
It's just that she doesn't care to. Nice. She's lost so much and is, is in such a precarious place that it's the tool she has and she needs it. And sometimes she may not want it. She may regret the choice after. But it's the best way she can see in the moment. And that is what I think puts so much punch behind this issue. Yeah, she's, and the way they've built this. She's, she's will like she's willing to accept the 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 cost that having it gives her. Oh shit! Yeah, okay. it's it's kind of like it's kind of like the more subtle version of the Invincible Iron Man issue this mm. week, like where that is taking all these threads and saying, "All right, we're going to tie these together." If you've read one or the other, we're going to catch you up and explain how they re- relate. This is just one book, so it's the very subtle version of, okay, this moment that happened before makes her make this choice now. And this moment that happened before is why she's making this choice now. And the sum of these things is why, you know what, fuck it. If the police see who I am, they see who I am. And that's where Damn. she's at. And it's very, it's very intentional. It's bringing together these, these... We'll talk about this a little with Titans this week, too. It's bringing mm-hmm. together these yeah. kind of almost disconnected sometimes moments in ways that turn them on their head, but also feel earned. It starts off with Mary Jane trying to convince strangers that Gwen is not spider woman, even though she believes she is because if people make that association, her friend's life is ruined. Oh, damn. Yeah. Yeah. It's, one of the most clever legacy issues, I think. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Especially talking about it, like I, yeah, I, yeah. I yes, yeah. The, I, I I thought I had the same thought that the 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 Mary Janes, you know, the band. Yeah, mm-hmm. that scene. That I guess there's a couple of them. Uh, those scenes with them trying to defend and like question, kind of questioning each other, and like, but like it, it their motivation is 100 percent purely. Trying to take care of their friend. Yeah. yeah. And it makes those like sort of one-shot issues that felt almost like filler that have happened over the last mm-hmm. year, really. Like going back to last Halloween. Right. You realize, I mean, they were individually fun issues, but I remember we talked with a lot of them about, okay, but I kind of want more of the story. Mm-hmm. Suddenly you realize, okay, if we had not had those, these moments about reaction... You know, the, the, her friend's reaction to where she is now yeah, wouldn't have the same would impact. not have had the weight. Mm-mm. That's true. That's yeah. very true. Um, Agreed. And they were super fun. Yeah, they were. And then, yeah. Yeah. All right. One more real quick, because I'm the only one who read it, then we'll get it. Is it still good? Uncanny Avengers number 28. Uh, I read a lot of Uncanny Avengers. I had jumped off, I don't know, sometime after all new, all different Marvel, whatever, after Secret Empire. Uh, I came back for this this issue because of a couple of things. One is Jim Zub has been writing it for a little while, but this is a good jumping on point, and I like his work. He's funny. Mm-hmm. Um, what was it we were talking about a couple of weeks ago that he wrote? It was one of the horror books that oh, had this, was it was this glitter like, bomb. Com- yeah, glitter mm-hmm. bomb. How it has the sort of funny undercurrent, even mm-hmm. like a dark, yeah, yeah. dark comedy. Like, he's very good at being just kind of passively funny. He's very good at structure and that kind of thing. Um, the other thing is this adds beast and wonder man to the story. And those pages are my favorite pages of this, the, the main Avengers story. Cause they're not to the Avengers. They haven't joined the team yet. The main Avengers story is 
largely focused around an attorney shows up and says, hey, I've been managing Reed Richards' estate and tracking down patent claims and filing all of them. And I've never come to you before because, frankly, I just my job is to defend the thing and I've been defending the thing. But in the course of this, here are several billion dollars that you are the heir to. So Johnny Storm is now filthy, stinking rich. Oh, well, how about that? Um, and it's dealing with that. It's dealing a little bit with Fallout from Secret Empire. Apparently, Deadpool and Rogue were kind of a thing made out a little bit in that. So Rogue is dealing some with... Uh, <laughs> Jin made a gagging face. <laughs> Rogue is dealing some with that. Uh, but the thing, the thing that I love, the thing that brought me back is Beast and Wonder Man are added to the story in here. And they're kind of off mm-hmm. doing their thing. Both of them are dealing with the baggage of having taken unintentionally dark turns in their lives and having made a lot of mistakes. And I think they're going, they're, they are positioned to be kind of the heart of this book going forward because they're both coming from this place of we have fucked up and the difference between us and everyone else in this world is we can admit it and see what we did wrong and learn and move away from that and be better because of what we did wrong. It is not necessarily this thing bringing us down. Um, and eventually they'll be joining the team. But I don't. I, I like the weird bromance between them. I like seeing like they're just a lot of it's just them sitting at a dinner table talking, and it's super engaging, super hey, cool. Cool. So if you haven't been reading it, it's fun. Jump on. Nice. I like it. All right. Is it still good? Time to torture the Brian. Yeah. Yeah. But first. But first. Good. I was just about to say, you know what we need? A cock fact. Oh, a cock fact. All right, cool. So, um, when a rooster finds food, it will often make this, like, noise, this little tuk-tuk-tuk noise to let the, the group uh, of hens uh, know. Tuki-tuki. Yeah. To let the group of hens know that it's found food. However, if the hens know that there's food, they're like, okay, I don't give a fuck. Shut up. Um, like we we get it. There's food. We know. We saw Typical it. You don't need to tuk 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 at us. He was cocksplaining. <laughs> right. Um, nice. But sometimes um, a rooster will will do a little dance, and they call it tidbitting, which is so funny because I hate that word. It's a little tidbit. Um, and they'll like move which is their different heads. Different than tidbitting. They'll so move <laughs> or bid titting. Right. Okay. Um, they'll move their heads up and down and, and, and uh, pick up and drop a bit of food and do the tuk-tuk-tuk sound like, like they've just found food just to get attention. <laughs> yep. Like, just to go, hey, look at me. Hey, look at me. I'm over here. Look, there's food. I promise. Hey, hey girls. Hey, girls. You like food? You Ooh. want some of my cob? <laughs> <laughs> Bitches love cob. That is. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And, yep. Uh, pretty great um but but of course the ladies the ladies like it when when the guy who's tidbitting has a bigger brighter comb yeah oh i know that's yeah. the truth yeah they're like mm, that comb though you know what they say with about, comb, you know what they say about cocks with big combs <laughs> no i don't <laughs> but apparently Rust, Duncan does. Rusty does. <laughs> they're uh more likely to be greasers they go. Nice. Okay. All right. All right. Probably. Probably. Their cars might fly. <laughs> Kooky, lend me your comb. What? <laughs> uh. All right. Is it still good? Brian. Yes. Is it? Animosity, number 10. 
Uh, anima- oh, 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 we're remember the rules. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Blah blah it's blah blah blah, blah blah blah. It's been two weeks since you podcasted. <laughs> um, stood in front of a mic and talked about comics. <laughs> um, <laughs> the humans go undercover in a <laughs> new colony to. Try to free the bees and rescue their friends. Jaden Goodall would be proud. <laughs> hey, Ryan. Yeah. Animosity evolution, number one. Um, you say you want an evolution. How do you make a really cool uh, wolf Malamute mix even better? Cyborg leg. No, but also, yeah, probably. Yeah. All right. Badass. Exactly. Batwoman number eight. Batwoman and Colony Prime get very high on the Scarecrow's supply. <laughs> and trip balls for an issue. <laughs> nice. Uh, hey, Brian. Mm-hmm? How was Dark Knight's Metal number three last week? Uh, <laughs> when you when you really need a pick me up and all things are going wrong, having doctor having Doctor Fate summon you all to a bar to drink with Detective Chimp is the way to deal with it. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Nightwing number thirty one. As Tim Seeley brings his run toward its end, we learn that Pigeon's machinations have been part of her working with the raptor all along. Let the record reflect Brian rolled his eyes. Bastard. I will say, just as a side note, I know we don't we don't give more than a sense, but I will say, I I have not wholly processed how I feel about this twist because one at, at in one way like okay, so Dick and 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 Sean have been clearly tampered with by outside forces. At the same time, like no, no. Dick's actions after that though, yeah, totally. Dick's still a nope. dick. Yep. <laughs> I guess Imagine what I'm saying it. is. Cancel Nightwing. Give me a Sean saying ongoing. She's earned it. Hey, Brian. Mm-hmm. Future Quest presents number three. Um, the Space Force is all geared up for new recruits. Okay. Hey, Brian. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Green Arrow number 33. I missed this. I really missed this. <laughs> Where you're not getting picked yeah. on again and again and again. Yeah. yeah. Um, Green Arrow comes back to what is now Star City for his trial to begin. I read Secret Six Volume 3 or 4, whatever it is, uh, this past week. Mm-hmm. And you can read what I thought about it on Clearing the Backlog. Uh, but it had, it's, it's this arc about this prison colony being staffed by basically countries ship over their prisons and they become slaves for this colony and build whatever. And I actually had to go and look up cause 
it sounded like it would have the, the character running it would have perfectly fit into what's been going on mm. in Green Arrow. And I had to look up: is this guy one of the people behind one all... of the members of the bank in the whole night? circle thing and he's yeah. not and i was actually kind of bummed that there wasn't that connection there it would have been a perfect that would have fit. been cool um yeah i think the next trade for this is out next month and i cannot wait for for green era yes uh hey brian mm-hmm. super sons number nine the end of planet of the capes the end of planet of the capes uh it has kind of an interesting twist um it, oh shoot i forgot <laughs> <laughs> Um, Two independent clauses. It has kind of an interesting twist, and <laughs> see now I got to look up the specific thing I was going to say instead of just being able to talk about it. Um... <laughs> Specificity is the soul of narrative, Brian. <laughs> John and Damien finally have a real moment over flapjacks. Oh. That's adorable. Hey, Brian. Yes. No, bad, bad audio. Sorry. <laughs> Would you like me to give you another take of that so you can get that out? No, it's fine. Okay. Yes, you can do that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to do that in a car. Come on. Hey, Brian. Yeah. <laughs> there, now you have an option. Hey, Brian. Yeah. Titans number six. Now 16. I have three options. <laughs> hey, Brian. Hey, Brian. Hey, Brian. As bad as things have gone for the Titans, <laughs> and I mean, for one of them, really, really bad. <laughs> sort of say which one, but then I realize, oh, no, for one, it has gotten worse than the other. Yeah, yeah, it's <laughs> much, much worse. Um, one, one of the other members gets something... How can I say this? Um, Has their worst nightmares realized? I was going to say, like, Pones herself. (laughs) (laughs) If Ashton Kutcher were in this book, it would be as though he punked himself. Yes, there you go. If Ashton Kutcher played a Titan, which one would he play? Roy. That is the great. Yeah. That is exactly <laughs> right. Only, I actually had that answer option. in my head as yeah. I. That is absolutely who he would play. Follow up question though. <laughs> yes. Isn't that kind of good casting? Actually, yeah. that actually kind of is. Yeah. 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 I don't. I don't hate that. I don't yeah. think we've had this conversation, Brian. Um, for years, like since Dark Knight came mm-hmm. out, and I was I, I was in high school at the time. So for years, uh, I have wanted Isla Fisher to play Harley Quinn in something. Oh, okay. I learned last week that she went to actual goddamn clown school. Which makes her terrifying. <laughs> Holy shit, did she really? Isla Fisher's a yes. clown. She was on <laughs> the chew. And they talked about her having gone to clown school. Oh. Ruined her. You just ruined her. Oh my god. No, no. I can't say anything. Mm-hmm. I dated a clown once. I was, I, I, not to mention, you, I don't know that you could ruin Isla Fisher. No. <laughs> and you do this podcast with us. Uh you're not official clowns. Yeah. We're just metaphorical clowns. We're not literal clowns. It's true. Um, it's the only reason I put up with you. She'd make a good, good Harley Quinn, though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She does crazy real good. Yes. I'll find you. 
the degree to which, like, she did not roll her eyes, but you could see her whole body roll for her eyes when they asked her on the chew more than a decade later about what it was like to be in Wedding Crashers. She will never escape the gravity of that goddamn movie, and I feel so badly for her for no, that. No, what? That movie was great. Yeah, but if you were in this thing as kind of a supporting character more than a decade ago, would you want that to be the first thing people ask well, you about? Well, if that was the most memorable still? character in that thing, then yeah. I'll allow it. Yeah. Um, Trinity, number 14. Not Brian. Me. <laughs> Uh, so how was that not Brian Wonder Woman sends Batman to the cave to use science oh. to beat magic while she declares herself protector of Gotham okay okay uh, also as a side note because it's not anywhere here but last week's Wonder Woman was real real good did you read that one Brian? not yet oh, it was real real good uh, this is what episodes after half of two thirds of us have been on vacation. Are mm-hmm. like. You're welcome, Magnus number five. Carrie Magnus averts crisis. Carrie and Magnus? <laughs> that's her name. She's Carrie Magnus. Oh, nice friends. Carrie Magnus averts crisis <laughs> by ripping off forms arms? her lead her own legion of robot fighters. And this is where I'm breaking format. No. No, I can't. I can't. It's the last issue of the series. I would have put it in the normal segment if any of us have, any of us other than me had read it too. It's the end of the series. Go pick up this trade when it comes out because A, Jorge Fornes' art is gorgeous. It is super well written and this series has ended and the only way it will get more is if the trade does really, really well. And the way this ends, I like it is a physical, physiological need for this book con- to continue for me. The way this book ends, Carrie decides to side with robots over humanity because humanity is so fucked and the robots are the ones in the right. So she decides to fight back and to take on the corporation that builds the robots and is using her position as therapist to robots to recruit people to the cause. Mm. Like, the the title Magnus Robot Fighter, the book is called Magnus, and she is building an army of robot fighters. Not people who fight robots, but robots who are fighters. Very cool. Point of order. Uh-huh. I just want to note that Alex breaks this format more than anyone else. He does. He does indeed. It's because Alex is the showrunner on this. <laughs> Alex has the notes in front of him. And to be fair, if you say to me, I want to say more about this thing for this reason, I do let you. Yeah, okay, fine. <laughs> we're just happy to get I through, never, we're, we're just happy to never get through the damn book. Format. I yeah, never break format. I never break format. You never fucking have the format. <laughs> <laughs> you never read five books, it's fine. Shirtless Bear Fighter 5. Shirtless Bear Punches Brother Bear. And Bear Kicks Brother Bear. Uh, okay. A lot. <laughs> hey, Brian. Yeah. Doctor Strange number 26. Doctor Strange and Zelma go on an artifact hunt. And use it as a teachable moment. Oh, no. <laughs> Peter Parker, Spectacular Spider-Man number five. 
just renamed this book to Teresa Parker Spectacular. What's her What's her badging name? Good. Oh, um. She's the good Good Punisher. Good Punisher. Just renamed this book Teresa Parker Good Punisher, because that's really the those are the best parts of this book. Um. Okay. Captain Phasma number four. Hitting send on my message to Brian. We get a major revelation that I am not going to spoil on the podcast. You're okay, Jen. Okay. We get a major revelation about one of the events of The Force Awakens. Oh. That, like, this has to be in the first 20 minutes of uh, Last Jedi. Last Jedi? That I did not expect in this book, but that will inform the next movie. Holy crap. Now, I just messaged Brian what that twist was. Brian, would you care to qu- comment on the magnitude of this twist? Not on the twist, on the magnitude of it. No, I understand. Okay, yeah, I understand. don't say things. No, I'll walk not. out of this room. We don't want the whole vector. We just want the magnitude. I can't believe it was... No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I can't believe Snoke was Jar Jar Binks the whole time. I can. I can. <laughs> Um, yeah, that's a, that's a fairly massive reveal. Um, yeah. we talked when I started this about how I did not expect anything major to come out of yeah, this Yeah, you were wrong. I was wrong. <laughs> you oh, were wrong. I was mistaken. Sir. Yes. Do you regret letting me tell you that? Mm, no, only... Are you going to read this book now? I, no, no. Okay. But I don't regret having you tell me only because I, I think I can... Put into and it doesn't. It, it, I understand. There's a lot of people who that would upset. I can. I. I. I, I deal well with spoilers. Yeah. I, and like I can. I can. I can still appreciate the reveal and things like that when they happen. Without there, there's some that upset me and some that don't. This is this would be one that wouldn't. Yeah. So there you go. How's that? We're just we're just so close. I don't want to know anything else. We're just so close I that I don't want to know, know anything. I get you. Else. I get you. All right. Ugh. This was probably not meant to be a still good, so I'll let Jen break format on it. Uh, Hunters. Of oh yes, Hunters Solomon of Solomon Um. So I got the zero issue of this a few months back and talked about it. Um. It's about uh hunters in another world. Who, um, it's a lot like uh, Monstrous, actually, Hmm? as far as the types of characters that are in it. But it is a lot funnier. It's a funny book. Um, Which Monstrous is is many things. It is. Funny is not one of the things. The cat is funny. Uh, Um, Yeah, okay. In the first volume. Um, But in this book, one of the main characters dies, like, immediately. And you, they're on, the other main character is on a mission to go find this person's sister and, you know, let her know what happened. And the sister actually really wanted to be a hunter. So she cons the other dude into training her, pretty much. Um, it, it is really funny. It is really short. It's a good, good read. I like it a lot. Cool. Um, I say if you're into, like, Inuyasha or Huntress, or Monstrous, rather, anything like that. Go pick it up. Nice. All right. Last one for Is It Still Good? 
Jin. Oh, it's me. Ha, ha, ha. It's okay. It's easy because it's a book about pup with a puppy in it. So <gasps> I know what the subject of your sentence will be. Oh, yeah. I know what this is. Dead of Winter, number three. Sparky is a good, good dog. <laughs> and lots of zombies get killed real good. I that they do. Mach do it. Um, he said, "Kilt." We learn. We learn once again that in a zombie apocalypse, the mall is not the place to be. No, <laughs> no. The cellar is the safest place. The cellar is the safest place. Nope. Yeah. All right. It was. It was the yeah. safest place till somebody brought a zombie into it. Long box book report. It's the long box book report. Why? October. It's only for October. After next week, it's a October miracle. After next week, you won't have to hear it until next October. But it's a October Carol. All right, that's acceptable. That's totally acceptable. Um, also, Brian, I'm putting you on blast. Oh snap! What did you not do this week? Did you forget a thing? Uh, there was no Brian's quote of the week. <gasps> See what happens when I take a week off? <laughs> Damn it. Oh my. You know what? I apologize to all of our listeners. I will have to. No, no. That's not how that works. Jen, take the katana off the wall. <laughs> Brian, it's been 79 episodes, and it's been an honor. Spooku. <laughs> but you have brought shame upon yourself. <laughs> oh, yeah, but I live with shame all the time. I'm good. <laughs> okay, you can hang the sword back up there. All right, all right, all right. We gave you the option. <laughs> Brian looked around like, is there really a sword on the wall? <laughs> I've, well, been yeah, the, I've been in this room every week for the past year and a half. Is there really a sword on the wall? I was wondering if you added one, because Alex like looked up when he said that. And I'm like, hey, I, is there one I mean, I did hide a hawk bed. <laughs> you did. You did do that thing. With, with a mace. So. <laughs> he does have a mace. Nice. Tim made sure he brought us hawkmen with mace. Yes. Nice. Yep. That's right. awesome. Goddamn. Long box book report. It's the long box book report. The X Mutants number one. I had to read. Yeah. <laughs> so this takes place in a world after the atomic an atomic bomb has been dropped, leading every country with the bomb to use the bomb. The world has been irradiated. All of humanity has been turned to mutants. And part of this mutation is that everyone has very erect nipples. <laughs> It has to be, yeah. Um, I know you read an X-Mutants book in yeah. the past. Did they all have very erect nipples in that, too? Well, all the women did, yeah. Oh, well, yeah, yeah. I mean, so so it's a very cold world. <laughs> uh. Yes, they, they have survived the Cold War. It is a nuclear winter. Um, what you don't see um, over in the gutters is that there's a fluffer. <laughs> It's like that episode of Archer. Like, this begins with, with a woman in a hot tub with very erect nipples. Uh-huh. It's like that episode of Archer and Monaco when uh, first Benoit comes yeah. in and talks, and then Mallory comes in and talks. And after both of them leave, like, after ten minutes of scene, a prostitute arises from under the water. Yes. And Archer congratulates her on having given him an orgasm with his mother in the room. Which is not something many people can do, he says. 
The fact so, that he says many and none, none people. Yeah. Um, I guess it is kind of like that, though. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's but, like having an orgasm with your mother in the room? <laughs> what? I'm It's confused. like fluffers in the hot tub. Okay. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Oh, got gotcha. it. Yeah. With excellent lung capacity, I guess. <laughs> Clearly. Uh, I love Archer. That scene always takes me out for a moment because I'm like, she would have drowned by now. <laughs> she'd, be, she'd be dead. Is there an oxygen tank down there? Connected to his penis, yes. <laughs> uh, the cock of life. <laughs> that is Archer's Cocktober fact. Yes. It's like a straw. It's like a scoop. <laughs> it's like a snorkel. <laughs> Sterling Archer doesn't have a penis. He has a snorkel. Come along with the snorks. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, no. That's so gross. Oh, my God. So this and was that, not... children, is how you ruin a childhood memory. Yes. Thoroughly ruined. Really? Off-brand Smurfs with penises on their head had to be ruined for you? No. I'm just... Yes. Um, X-Men's number one was good. Really? You know... You know you know what is really helpful when you take a book from the 80s and then add extra pages to it that you didn't <laughs> need in the first place? Because this was the revised and expanded and special expanded, edition yes. that I had. Yes. Um, Alex had to read extra. Editors exist for a reason. <laughs> the, it, it was it was the bigger and longer version. Yeah. <laughs> for October. I got the explanation of how this world uncut. came to exist the first time. And the second time, and the third time, I did not need it the fourth through sixth times. <laughs> so, but like, how much child death was there? Because in mine, there was a, a, a substantial amount. Well, there was a teenager who experienced a little death. But <laughs> probably from, like, it's a teenager, like, probably from all the erect was, nipples he was looking at. He was just celebrating October. Um, you might say it was an intense experience. As one of the other ex-mutants did sneak into his tent to have sex with him. With a, with a teenager? They're all teenagers. Oh, okay. Okay. The premise they were, here is... They were not in the one that I read. Yeah. <laughs> um, the most terrifying thing about this book, notwithstanding, is that the idea that 80s hair would persist, persist into the future. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's made a comeback yeah. before, I mean, so... I, I, I know I know the, the, the real crux of this is how were the butts. I'm going to actually explain how the butts were by descending scale of size of any physical aspect in this book. It goes hair is the biggest, <laughs> mm -hmm. then the nipples, mm -hmm. then the heads, then the butts. Oh, okay. So butts were tiny. Butts were tiny. It was the 80s. Tiny butts were kind of the, a thing. The itty-bitty butts? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but they all had very, very large hair. And the parts on their hair existed about a foot above the head itself. Like, there's no way this hair could actually exist under any kind of Euclidean geometry. Yeah, it's because the hair had good lift. <sighs> yeah, yeah. Have you seen the 80s? Come on. I have, and this does not look that like any good, actual... Good, good root lift. Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> no, there's no way they pulled this off without like six bumpets stacked on top of each other. <laughs> Maybe. Lots of teasing and hairspray. Yeah. Aquanet hi fi. 
Or, or, or have you ever seen something about Mary? You could just. Uh, <laughs> all right. This was a bad fucking book. Give me the die and let me get away from it. I would rather reread Uncanny or reread X Force number one than read this shit again. Who's who? Uh, one, two. That's not fair. That's not fair. That is nope. not fair. You're always one and you're always two when I roll. I will reroll it. Fair. Hand it to me again. No, no, no. She's got it. That is not fair. Hey. You've got eight hours of car ride in the next two days to read it. That's true. <laughs> Van time. Talk about rocks. Um, no, I will not talk about rocks. I'll talk about rocks. <laughs> um, rocks, as you may or may not know, are the foundation of Earth. <laughs> Earth would not exist if not for rocks. Tell me I'm wrong. No. And neither would we exist on the earth without that wonderful no. rocky mantle that we have. In fact, molten rocks fill the chewy center inside of Earth. That's right. And if you're Galactus, you enjoy that chewy center. <laughs> rocks you also know what I meant, up... you asshole. I'm getting there. I'm, I'm okay. building a narrative here. Okay. All right. All right. It's like you that said... gum that had the squirty Look, stuff in the middle. You said you were running out of things to say. I'm saying things you have not. Let me build my narrative. Okay, okay. It's a a slow build. (laughs) Not only do rocks form most of Earth, they form many other bodies in space. Not all. Gas giants, no rocks. No rocks. Various satellites and asteroids, rocks. Some man-made satellites have parts that once were rocks. This is true. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, there are actually a pair of neutri- uh, a pair of binary stars that smash into each other, forming a neutron yes. star with um, what can only be described as a massive ejaculation of gold mm-hmm. and various other valuable minerals. All them heavy metals. Yep. Yeah. I don't even. <clears throat> okay. Oh, I suspect. So, I suspect. By the way, that that was completely a result of all the the dark universe. Metal oh yeah, stuff going on. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's the general theory on Twitter. People have been tweeting at Scott Snyder all week, going like, "How did you literally move the heavens to tie in with your book?" <laughs> but and he was like, "Damn, that's fortuitous." Suffice it to say, rocks are very important. One might say crucial. They are the building blocks of life as we know it. Carbon. Rocks are made of carbon. What are people made of? Carbon. Carbon. Mm -hmm. In a way, we're really just colloidal suspensions of rocky material in in, in wet flesh sacks. (laughs) If you want rocks, if you want some of that rocky material sands, human-shaped flesh sack... (laughs) If you want it without all of those wow, sexual juices. I am but a simple with flesh sack. <laughs> Yo, I, I said it was a slow build. I didn't know it was glacial in nature. <laughs> you know, glaciers moved rocks. But do you know where you can go? If you want a piece of this most vaunted and celebrated cosmic entity, the rock, Dwayne Johnson. Named himself after it. It must be important. <laughs> you can go to Rock Hounds and Relics on Lemon Street in Ackworth, Georgia. Where you can get your rocks. 
and your hounds and your relics. You can get your rocks on. We do not recommend getting hounds off. <laughs> no. Nope. No. No. Um, there are some lines even we will not cross. <laughs> but you can get your rocks off at Rock Hounds and Relics. You're in charge of that from now on. <laughs> <laughs> getting my rocks off? Yes, I know. Also, Christy has a special on spoopy jewelry right now. Ooh. Ooh there's some awesome, like, skeletal cameos. You know why I, no, I believe? I believe, I, I believe we established that our canon ghost sound is ooh. ooh. Do you know why ghosts say ooh? Because they see these rocks that are no longer a part of them. This is what being a ghost is like. You don't get fucking rocks. That's why you're like fucking with shit all the time if you're a ghost. Because you're like, why don't I get rocks? Live life to the fullest. Get rocks while you can. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Well, congratulations. You you have said things that have not been said before. (laughs) You win. You win the ad wars. Thank you. So what'd you get, Jen? <laughs> nope, it's not time for that. We're still in the ads. Oh, okay. We have another announcement to make. We do. Oh! We, we have another ad. We have a content partner. Dun. That's right. Dun. I'm dubbing them now. Yeah. Um, we will be linked to and featured on geektaco.com. Yeah. Uh, the short version is they wanted a comics podcast, so they came to the best. Of course they did. Rather than starting their own. Because that takes time and money and effort. Things that we have in abundance. (laughs) Or we did until we started a podcast. (laughs) Now we don't anymore. What she said is the more accurate thing. (laughs) (laughs) We had already followed on the sword, so they asked us to partner with them. (laughs) That's right. Cool, you took that hit for us. That's awesome. Thanks. But beginning this week, uh, you should be able to find us there. We're still our own thing. We are... Separate and will continue to be that fine, fine, fine podcast you are used to. Indeed. Um, this beautiful independent thing that we have made for you. Despite their greatest efforts, they cannot change us even if they wanted. <laughs> nope. But we will be featured there and we will mention them from time to time here on the show. Indeed. Yeah. So go check out that good, good nerdy content. Yeah. Yeah. There's a bunch of like interviews and stuff with some short film stars and things like that it's yeah. really it's really interesting i like it yeah, yeah. also zach's a great guy yeah There's some cool stuff out there he uh helped us with night of the living dead yeah he did yeah. yep yeah indeed all right why'd you why'd you pull out of the box speaking, other than other than a hawk man speaking of rocks and all of our connection to the world sergeant rock no i oh. got swamp thing, swamp thing. Well, more the connection to the uh, yeah. yeah the green yeah i got the giant size spectacular so you're welcome don't worry, I'm getting it too, but this one is Alan Moore, so I'm, I've yeah. got a better end of this. I, I, I'd be uh, more excited had you pulled Giant Size Man thing out of the box. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> For October. Yes. Yes. That would have been fucking great. Giant fucking great. Oh, I'm going to go put this back and I'm going to go find Giant Size Man thing. Um, yeah, so this is exciting. I, I, I recently read some Swamp Thing and it was god awful. And I hope this is better. (laughs) Because, boy howdy, woof, it was hard to get through that first issue of the trade that I bought and put away immediately. Um, Was this the new one? No, no, this no. is from like 2000, 2001. It, oh, this somehow, is... Somehow, this is... It, this it, is the proof mm, that no one is perfect. No one is perfect. Ain't that right, Brian K. Vaughn? Damn. Da- like, damn. Da- and I really wanted to like it. 
So this looks really good. The art is uh, very interesting. I'm excited. And the ads are great. Of course they are. Old ads are always the best. Yes. All right. Well, it's time to get on the road. So Indeed. uh, Our theme music is the Spontaneous Elk Reunion by the Fish Who Saved the Planet. We would like to thank Chase Parker for our intro voiceover. We are available on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, and TuneIn, or on our website at panelologypodcast.com. Hey, if you haven't, and don't mind taking a moment, go on Apple Podcasts, rate and review us. It helps us out a lot. Yeah. If you have, and don't mind taking a moment, go on Podknife and rate and review us. Yeah. Podknife. Um, But do Apple Podcasts first, because that helps us more. If you've already done it, thank you. If you've done both... You're lying, because no one's rated and reviewed us on Pot Knife as of <laughs> this morning. Tim. Tim. Aw, <laughs> oh, Tim. Um, Just because he, he, he yeah. said he was going to. That's fine. Yeah. You can also check out Clearing the Backlog on our website. I cleared 100,000 words this week. God dang. And I'm knocking yeah. on 250 pages. How much? How many How many issues left? How many trades left? Um, 67. Okay. Nice. We're almost under 50. Yeah. We're closing in on it, huh? We are. It is It is getting closer day after day after day, and I'm getting just more and more excited to be done. <laughs> All right. I'm Alex. I'm Jenna. And I'm Brian. It's spoopy. Spoopy. Oh. <laughs> Ooh, my. Ooh.